Okay, folks, today is uh, April 13, 2020 at 8.52 a.m. And today is about uh, manipulating the stock market during a pandemic crisis. Should there be a new federal law stating that there should not be any any manipulation or movement of stock market exchanges while America's in crisis and deaths are taking its toll? Uh, There is a current law in a play right now that was established by Congress or by uh, President Barack Obama. It's called the Stock the Stock Act. In the Stock Act, uh, the law basically says that um, the uh, con- congressional meetings cannot hold meetings uh, uh, based on um, on information in regards to the uh, manipulation of uh, exchanging information. Let me be more precise here. The Stock Act. <clears throat> Which is called the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Stock Act, uh, wasn't is an act of Congress designed to combat insider trading. Insider trading means that you know something about the stock market and the and the and the nation itself, and that you can manipulate your stocks that you invested in while you have this knowledge. Okay, it was signed into law by President Barack Obama on April 4, 2012. The law prohibits the use of non-public information for private profit. Uh, including insider trading by members of Congress and other, gov- and other government employees. It confirms changes to the Commodity Exchange Act, specifies reported intervals of financial transactions. Okay? <clears throat> okay, and, and it says there, it goes on to saying, after a 60-minute segment on congressional insider trading in, in, in uh, 2011, Repu- Republican Senator Scott Brown and Democratic Senator Christian Gilbrand introduces bills to combat the practice. In February 2012, the stock, the stock Act passed in the Senate by 96 to 3 votes. The only no votes were Senator Jeff Bing, Bingham and Richard Burr and Tom Colburn. Later, the House of Representatives passed it by 417 to 2 votes. The bill was supported by heavily vulnerable incumbents and signed into uh, law by President Obama. According to the current United States Senate Select Committee, or Committee on Elects, a member, officer, or employee of the Senate shall not receive any compensation nor shall he permit any compensation to accrue to his beneficial interest from any source, the receipt or accrual of which would occur by virtue of influence improperly exerted from his position as a member of office or employee. There you go, folks. And you can take a look at, uh, take a look at the Stock Act online. Um, uh, what I'm saying is that, folks, we are under a pandemic crisis. Should there be laws to block any transition from the stock market while this pandemic crisis is going on. If you stop all that, you stop the illegal trading. People know a lot of information, folks. They're creating this disaster with HARP. And if you don't know what HARP is, I can tell you what HARP is, folks. HARP is H-A-A-R-P, okay? And HARP basically means that the government has access to high-frequency active or rural research programs. Okay, to create natural disasters. This machine, this weapon creates the manipulation of weather to create disasters. And then you also have satellite weapons. Satellite weapons on top of, of a pandemic, folks, is a crisis itself. And that's why they're creating these disasters to manipulate the stock market, to manipulate um, the investment of a stock market, to move that. And the only people that know this information are high government officials such as congressmen and senators. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know a while back, but uh, there was a big issue on Fox News. I watch Fox News a lot, and it was it says here, and I'm gonna let you hear the the news product because it was it was uh, broadcasted on Fox News at approximately uh, 
He was launched on March 2020, March 2020. Okay. And the title of, and you can go to YouTube and watch this, is uh, The Five Blast Senators Who Sold Stock day, Stock Days Before the Market Crashed. Okay. They had high intelligence information in Reddit. So I'm going to let you hear the, uh, the news report on this here. Okay. And it's strange how you got, you got uh, five people involved and one Democrat. Here you go. Welcome back. It's a congressional stock scandal. Four U.S. senators now under fire for selling off millions of dollars worth of stocks in the days before the coronavirus crashed the American economy. Democrat Dianne Feinstein and Republicans Richard Burr, Kelly Loeffler, and James Inhofe all dumped assets following a reportedly classified all-senators briefing at the end of January. Now all four of the senators are denying any wrongdoing, and Senator Burr is calling for an ethics review of his own actions. Senator Loeffler was grilled this morning by Fox's Ed Henry on America's Newsroom. You thought the government was prepared, yet shortly after that tweet that I just noted, you sold over a million dollars in stocks in your own personal portfolio before the market went down. Were you trading on inside information about what was coming? Well, I'm, I'm really glad you asked, Ed, because I do want to set the record straight. I've seen some of those stories, and it's absolutely false, and it could not be true. So if you actually look at the personal transaction reports that were filed, it notices at the bottom that I'm only informed of my transactions after they occur, several weeks. So, I mean, it's hard to make sense of all of this. So let me just start by asking you, Jesse, is this serious in the Loeffler case? It's also an issue that not only did she sell stuff, but then she bought stuff. And one of the items she bought was to help people who have to work at home software. What do you think? Okay, so that was Fox News. There was another comment here I'm going to let you hear. It was by Tucker, Tucker, uh, Tucker Carlson. And he's going to, he's going to uh, let you hear the, uh, the real truth on it. And uh, it's titled... Um, Hi, I'm Tuck, Tucker Carlson. It was titled... Uh, it, was, it, was, it was titled... Um, the uh, the trading of illegal stocks <clears throat> on this uh, thing, and here he goes. I'm gonna let you hear Tucker Carlson in this uh, this posting here by him in just a second. Here we go. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. February 13th was a relatively quiet day on Wall Street. It's not going to be noted in any economics textbooks 100 years from now. The Dow dropped about 100 points, but just the day before, the Dow had reached an all-time high, so the loss didn't seem like a big deal. Overall, it was a calm, steady week in the markets. But for one investor in Washington, February 13th was packed with drama. Richard Burr is a Republican senator from North Carolina. Burr has no background in finance or investing. In fact, before being elected to Congress in 1994, Burr spent 17 years selling lawnmowers for a dealer in Winston-Salem. But on February 13th of this year, Burr seemed to develop very strong feelings about the future of American equity markets. That day, he dumped up to $1.7 million in stocks in 33 separate transactions. Burr bought nothing that day. It was a flurry of selling. Sell, sell, sell. Essentially, it was a cash out. In fact, it was. Two years ago, Roll Call estimated that Burr had a total net worth of about $1.7 million. In other words, that day in February, Richard Burr suddenly decided to sell virtually everything he owned. Many people on Wall Street probably envy him now. Pretty savvy move. So what did Richard Burr, the former lawnmower salesman, know that the financial experts did not know? Well, a lot, it turns out. 
Richard Burr is the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. On January 24th, he attended a closed-door briefing on the Chinese coronavirus. It was delivered by Dr. Anthony Fauci and the head of the CDC. Apparently, what Burr heard there spooked him. Within a short time, he acted decisively to save his family from financial harm. Unfortunately, he didn't tell the rest of us about it. In fact, he did just the opposite. Burr hid what he knew about the coronavirus threat and then lied about it at length to the nation. In a February 7th op-ed published on our website here at Fox, Burr wrote this, quote, The United States is better prepared than ever before to face emerging public health threats like the coronavirus. Better prepared than ever? Burr knew that was a lie when he wrote it. Six days later, he dumped his entire portfolio. By March 5th, a month later, coronavirus had become a full-blown crisis in Italy. Yet Richard Burr was still falsely insisting that everything was fine. He issued a statement assuring America that, quote, we have a framework in place that has put us in a better position than any other country to respond to a public health threat like the coronavirus. That was Burr's line in public. In private, he was panicked. On February 27th, before an audience at a closed speech in Washington, Burr compared coronavirus to the Spanish flu, a pandemic that killed close to 100 million people. There's one thing that I can tell you about this. It is much more aggressive than its transmission than anything that we have seen in recent history. It's probably more akin to the 1918 pandemic. For a public... Okay, see, so I got some interruption here. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go ahead and just kind of so, kind of quiet that just because... Uh, uh, Richard Burr is a intelligence committee officer. Uh, he's got a lot of information, uh, but we have to understand what they're doing, folks. It's not fair. Here we go. We're going to continue on with Tucker Carlson right here. More immoral than doing this. Richard Burr had critical information that might have helped the people he has sworn to protect, but he hid that information and helped only himself. Instead of sounding the alarm, alerting the country, goading the government into action, as an ethical person would have done, Burr told easy lies that in the end may have killed people. And he wasn't alone in doing that. Diane Feinstein is a Democrat from California. She also sits on the Senate Intelligence Committee. In late January and early February of this year, Feinstein dumped up to $6 million worth of stock. When confronted with this fact today, Feinstein dodged. She took the strikingly unfeminist position that selling the stock was her husband's decision to make. And somehow she was not allowed to ask about it. All those confusing numbers, it's too much for a girl please. At times this winter, Feinstein, to her credit, did issue press releases calling attention to the seriousness of coronavirus. And again, good for her. But all of her major public statements were political. On February 4th, when every informed person in the U.S. government understood that the coronavirus was a very serious threat to the world, Feinstein spent her time giving a long speech on the Senate floor calling for Donald Trump's conviction in the impeachment trial. And then there's Kelly Loeffler, a new Republican senator from Georgia. Financial disclosure forms show that Loeffler sold up to $3.1 million in stock over three weeks after being privately briefed in the Senate on coronavirus. Loeffler's disclosure shows a total of 29 equities transactions. 27 of them were sales. Some of the holdings she shed were in energy, automotive, retail, and airlines. One of her two purchases was a company called Citrix, which makes teleworking software. That's a product suddenly in high demand. So that story broke last night. All these did. Unlike Richard Burr, Senator Loeffler has responded very aggressively and quickly and in some detail. She said that her holdings are managed by outside advisors. She has nothing directly to do with it and pointed to a financial disclosure that she says she received days after the transactions were made, showing that they were gone through. It got to her on February 16th. We're happy to have Senator Loeffler join us tonight for more on the story. Welcome, Senator Loeffler. 
We appreciate Thank you coming you, on. Thank you. Thank you. It's good so to you've be been here. very clear, on, unlike Senator Burr, as I said, who hasn't really explained how this happened, though I think it's pretty evident. You said right away, I, I didn't know this happened. I had nothing to do with it. I learned on February 16th. So can you tell us tonight who made, who specifically made this decision to sell these equities and why do you think they made that decision? Well, Tucker, let me start at the beginning. When I was appointed to the Senate, what I did is I spent time with lawyers making sure I understood not only SEC requirements around being in the Senate, because I come from the private sector. I have 20 years of experience in financial services. Right. But I also spent time making sure I understood the Stock Act and the rules under the Senate Ethic Committee for how we perform our financial transactions. I decided that I was going to maintain the same posture that I And so I I'll get interviewed and in, 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 inter, inter, interrupted there. So no matter what, uh, you still hold a seat in the Senate and you still hold a seat in Congress. Uh, so you should not make any transactions to your stock markets, even though you're, you've had hired an attorney. You still relate that information to the attorney. You still gave them the informa inside information and you're still liable for your transactions. Okay, there's no way out of it. You know, you still have stock. You still have stocks. They did manipulate it at the time that you uh, had a meeting with the Congress, a, a selected committee with Congress, and it did happen. And there were also four four other that were involved. So there's no hiding this. And here we go. We're going to continue on. I had in the financial services industry, which was to have a third party. Uh, person that was a, a set of advisors that were fully charged and able to make these transactions on my own so that I did not have to be involved in any of the decision making around these financial transactions. And that worked very well in the private sector. It kept us from having to have concerns around insider trading. And that's what I maintained in the Senate. And that has allowed me to be able to work hard for the American people and focus on the things that I came right. here to Washington to do. Okay, I understand that. Let me just back up, though, and ask you. So there are, in the set of transactions <clears throat> that have become publicly available, there are 29, 27 of them, as we noted, were sell, two were buy. It was a pretty strong market at the time. A lot of people weren't doing what you did. And the stocks that were shed, some of them, not all, I mean, this is a mixed bag to some extent, but some of them were stocks that really got hammered. Um, so I'm just wondering, I'm not accusing you of anything, but I'm wondering again, who made that, who specifically made that decision for you, and on what basis do you think? So, Tucker, that would be the financial advisors that uh, are charged with uh, conducting trades in our uh, portfolios, which we don't have a say over. And, you know, I think the most important thing is that uh, I am informed only after those trades are made. I have nothing, uh, you know, in terms of a say in what buys and sells are executed, what that timing is. And I'm only advised after it happens, almost concurrent with the public reporting that we do here. Right. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. So you, you said you received notice of this. You got the list of the stocks that have been sold and the two that were purchased on February 16th. So not that long after that. So you knew, I mean, wow, they're selling a, they're selling a, lot, of, a lot of equities here. I want to put on, uh, on our screen for our viewers a video that you released after you learned this. And here it is. The good news is the consumer is strong. The economy is strong. Jobs are growing. Our president has done a fantastic job making sure that we're in the best position to manage through this situation. So I, I wonder, I mean, you, you said you looked at this and you spent all those years in business and you noticed that they're dumping retail, for example. A lot of people weren't doing that. I mean, some were, but most weren't. 
And then you issued a video saying that the economy is totally fine. Do you, in retrospect, think maybe you should have hinted that maybe it's not fine, obviously. I mean, just by your, your portfolio sheet, you know that, right? Well, look, Tucker, this situation has dramatically changed in the space of three months. I think none of us could have predicted where we would be today. And I think that's why it's important that I'm not involved in stock transactions. I don't want to have to explain my actions three months ago that I don't need to take if I can. Well, no, 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 no. This wasn't. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. With, with respect, this wasn't three months ago. This was a month ago, on February 16th or 17th, when you received this sheet. Did it trip any bells for you? I mean, you can read a balance sheet. Obviously, it's what you did all of your life until recently. Did you think maybe this portends something ominous for the economy? Did that thought cross your mind? Tucker, this is a kind of normal course for managing portfolios. Some some months you have buys okay. and sells. Some months you have buys. Some months you have sells. I trust the professionals that manage our portfolio. I don't get involved there. I don't have a say. I don't want to have a say. I want to focus right. on my work for Georgians. We well, should we, be talking about coronavirus right now. I, I get it. I get it. Well, then, and I'm and I'm not again. I'm not accusing you of, of executing the trades yourself. It sounds like you didn't, and I don't. You know, I'm not saying that you did. I'm just wondering about the broader question of assuring the public that the economy is fine and coronavirus can be managed when, of course, given your position, you know that that's not true. So I'm asking you why you did that. Tucker, that's not true, Tucker. We just had unemployment reports that were strong. In fact, uh, January unemployment, 80,000 additional workers were added to the payrolls once February was reported. So we've created like 600,000 jobs this year. We have very strong numbers. And heading into March, none of us knew where we would stand on March 20th. We are where we are today. We need to turn our focus to the American people. People are hurting. They're wondering about their jobs, what's happening to their family. 30 million kids are out of school. Five to seven million waiters, waitresses, line chefs are out of work. We oh, need I'm, to find oh, I'm a very way to aware. No, no, we problem. do shows on, absolutely. We do shows on it every night, and we share your concern 100%. Um, so, your colleague, Richard Byrd, do you think that he should be indicted for what he apparently did? Of course, it would be illegal to use information he obtained in the Senate to profit. He clearly did that. Should he be indicted for it? Should he resign? Look, Tucker, I've been in the Senate 11 weeks. I spent a lot of time in advance getting my own situation set before I came to the Senate. I didn't advise my colleagues on how they manage their financial situations. I don't know what his Mm -hmm. situation is. I can't speak for him and I won't speak for him. I think he's been very forthcoming in terms of saying that he's willing to step in front of the Senate Ethics Committee, and I applaud that. Well, no, but I'm not asking you to give him financial advice, uh, obviously, or to tell him what he should do next. I'm just wondering what you think should happen next. Do you think that, given what we know, and he has conceded that he made these trades himself at exactly the same time that he was assuring the public everything was fine, he lied. And you believe that going before the Senate Ethics Committee, I've been in Washington my whole life. I'm not even sure what that is. Um, I know that nothing happens there. You think that's an adequate response? Look, Tucker, I don't know what Senator Byrd knew or knows. I can't predict what his state of mind uh, will be in front of the Senate Ethics Committee, what it was when he made decisions about those trades, what information he had. I know that. You know, many of our uh, briefings were instantly out on Twitter. As soon as I walked out of the meeting, these were called closed meetings. They weren't classified. They were closed. But as soon as I got out, the information was already on Twitter. It was in the public domain. Right. Well, but here you have, and again, you don't need to speak for Richard Burr, but I just want to be clear for our audience, and I I wouldn't ask you to. But he he wrote an op-ed on our website saying, you know, everything, we're we're good to go. Everything's fine. 
you know, we're in good shape. And then he gives this speech comparing coronavirus to the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918 that killed up to 100 million people. So you have to think there's a massive disconnect between what he's saying in public and what he privately believes. Is that a problem if, if there are leaders on all sides? And I would say the same, by the way, of Dianne Feinstein, who behaved disgracefully as well. I mean, is that a problem, do you think? Well, Tucker, it comes down to the timeline. This is a fast-moving situation, and you know, I think we have to lay it out and say, you know, what did we know and when, and what did you say and when? And it, none of us believe right. today what we believe on February 1st. February 1st, we were locked into impeachment. We were heading into the State of the Union. We were having the prayer breakfast. There were a million things going on in right. Washington. No one was locked down. Uh, other than President Trump had rightly said that we need to seal off the border from flights coming in from China because there were 24 deaths in the Wuhan province. Amen. And I'm glad that he did that. I got um, a briefing from, or I had a long conversation, closed our conversation with a, with a government official, very well, very well informed government official on February 3rd. I checked my date book on it. And he said to me, you know, millions of people ultimately could die of this. And we went immediately on the air that night. I didn't say that I had spoken to someone about it, but we reported the substance of it, which is as scary as hell. No one's paying attention. So, I mean, it was it was out there. And I guess it doesn't doesn't help anybody to like sort of point fingers retroactively. But you, you want to think that your leaders are putting your interests before theirs. And, and I wonder if that's always happening. Well, I think with President Trump at the helm, they, he is, and, and our leaders are. You can see Dr. Fauci. You can see all the health care leaders, uh, the economic leaders. They're putting us first. Um, Senator Burr has stepped forward and said he'd be willing to step into the Senate ethics process. And I think that's all we can do is go for that from there. Right. Okay. I was just ask one last question. Have you heard today, I mean, it's I'm just, this is an editorial comment, but I can't control myself. It's hard to believe that Richard Burr, and I, and I agree with him on most po political issues, so it's not like I've, I've got political bias here at all. Um, but do you think he can keep his Senate seat after this? I mean, what message would that send to the country? Jeez. Look, Tucker, I'm a political outsider. I'm here working right. to try to solve for coronavirus. I can't predict where political uh, outcomes may evolve to, but I'm just telling you right now, I'm focused on working for the Georgia um, the state of Georgia for the American people and making sure that we solve the okay. coronavirus and letting this play out in the in the proper venue. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, and I'm and I'm I really do want government to be solved on focus on solving this. So I, I appreciate that, Senator. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Thank you. Okay, folks. Uh, there you hear it. That was uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News, um, and you can find that information on YouTube. Uh, it was published published on March 24, twenty twenty. There's about a million views on that information, folks. Uh, and it was titled, Tucker, colon, Senator Burr sold shares after virus briefing. <clears throat> okay. Like I talked to you before, uh, there is a uh, stock act that went into play. But what's disturbing is that we are being attacked by satellite weapons and electronic harassment um, and on top of this pandemic scare. And it's hard for us to recover <clears throat> um, as Americans. But it's hard to understand how uh, we have these weapons that are going on, but yet we have the intelligence committee invest, investing their monies and moving their monies in a, in a pandemic scare while this is going on. Why do, you, why do they ignore things like this? Why are we being attacked by satellites and uh, stocked by electronic harassment, but yet the intelligence committee uh, won't uh, investigate this? Uh, they won't uh, create laws. And, uh, and how do we know this? Well, 
If you remember back in 2001, uh, the congressman from Ohio, Dennis Kucinich, in 2001 tried to pass a Space Preservation Act uh, to protect Americans from being stalked and tortured by electronic harassment satellite weapons. So why didn't his act get passed or why did his law get passed? Well, there you go, folks, because we're investing in criminal behavior, folks. We're, in, we're, we're invested in the manip manipulation of weather. We are invested in uh, pandemic outbreaks, and it's a crime, folks. And there you heard it. And there should be stricter laws now. Uh, there should be more laws, federal laws, that stop all this. And it's going to have to start with the president, folks. We should not be able to manipulate the stock market during a pandemic crisis uh, while, while Americans are, are dying and you have the information inside and you're moving your money with all the information intelligence that you can manipulate your stock markets and your stocks while Americans are dying on, an, on a pandemic crisis. It just doesn't make any sense. So I hope that the uh, watchdogs out there, uh, the lawmakers, uh, understand what is going on. Because this is how the country is moving. It's moving by artificial weather. It's moving by pandemic viruses. And it's moving by the manipulation of a crime. It's a Ponzi scheme, folks. It's a crime to invest your money and move your money uh, while you have inside information from, from the White House. Okay? So I want to leave you with that. You're welcome to look at that on YouTube. But uh, that the question is, should the president adopt laws to protect the American people from a pandemic crisis or a crisis uh, manipulating the stock market with inside information. Thank you.